0: On today's episode of the TV Yearbook, we talk about 90s necklace fashion, what's a topanga, and covens, covens, and covens. So don't touch that dial. The TV Yearbook starts now.
1: Good afternoon or good evening, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 2 of the TV Yearbook, a podcast about the best and worst episodes of iconic television shows. I am your first host, Greg.
2: And, sorry, I was turning my volume down. (laughs) I just remembered I was too loud. And I am your second host, Dom. In each episode of the TV Yearbook, we pick a popular TV show from the past and use the internets to discover its best and worst episode. Then, we'll discuss them through the lens of today, and just like your high school yearbook gave you superlative awards, such as, most likely to start a forest fire, or... (laughs) least likely to notice their inappropriate fingernail length. <laughs> the end of the show, You. we will share our superlative <laughs> awards. Guilty. Right, James? That's right, Dom, and
0: I am your third host, James. For anyone new to the show, in season one, we looked at 80s crime-fighting TV. In season two, we looked at 90s sci-fi. In season three, we have been reviewing TGIF shows. Our show today started on the ABC Network in 1993, was nominated for a slew of Young Artist Awards, and won the prestigious Kids' Choice Award for Favorite Television Friends in the year 2000. Wow. I know. That's high praise. My 2 k baby. In the year 2000. The Willennium. <laughs> <laughs> the show averaged almost 10 million viewers over each season during its seven-year run. And our okay. show today is Boy Meets World.
1: When this boy meets, world, boy meets
0: world. Hey, before
1: we get to the show, we just want to take a moment to let you know that if you like somehow what you're hearing you can support us at (laughs) patreon.com slash the tv yearbook supporting us gets you early access to our episodes and perhaps some other goodies as well regardless you can find us on major social media sites and we would love to hear from you boom And now on to Dom, who's going to tell us a little bit about Boy Meets Mundo.
2: Mm. Okay, friends. Spanish for world, James. Is it? Boy Meets World. If you are listening to this podcast and you have not heard of Boy Meets World, uh, why are you listening to this podcast? Boy Meets World was a pretty incredible show. Corey Matthews is the main character, the boy. His brother, Eric, also in the show. Also a boy. His best friend, Sean. These are three boys. They have parents. He has a teacher, Mr. Feeney. His relationship with Topanga, very famous, made a generation of boys born in the early 80s incredibly sweaty and jealous. Several of those boys to men may or may not be part of this podcast. On the show, things happen. Hijinks, relationships, Topanga, minkus, not that serious goofiness, love, romance, Topanga, of course. The show, again, is Boy Meets
1: World. (laughs) You just listed... Just nouns, nouns. <laughs> or, or
2: adjectives. <laughs> oh, was I supposed to do more there?
0: No, I don't know. I don't care. No, that's... that's that, your... Isn't hijinks? That could be a verb. Hijinks is uh, hijinxing. There you're the, were you're, hijinx. you're doing. You're doing hijinks. Yeah. Oh, that's, yes. Wait, that's not in the verb. act that's of hijinks. That's still hijinx. a noun. You hijinking tupang- to plane. Stop nope. topanga-ing. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> that's not... Uh... That's what my parents would <laughs> say. Stop to panging in there.
2: <laughs> oh, let's move on from that. No, that's what you did Alright, Greg
0: (laughs) You know, you're the reason we have campus escorts (laughs) Yes, I am You want to give us the 90 second plot line for the best episode Which is season 5, episode 24 Titled Graduation
1: Mm-hmm. Sure thing, James. Graduation week has finally arrived, and the brown sweater vested Corey has some <laughs> aggressive yearbook signing energy. Sean is not as excited. Stuart Mankus, who hasn't been seen since season one, shows up. Turns out Topanga barely beats out Mankus for valedictorian, and she's been accepted to Yale, and now she's got to decide whether to stay near Corey or go to Yale. Big decision. Not really. Well, it's Mr. Feeney's last year, too. So he's saying his goodbyes as well. Graduation arrives. Topanga gives her valedictorian speech, but turns it over to Sean, who shares in his short speech that he's going to miss high school and he wishes he could have done better. Meanwhile, Corey's goofy brother, Eric, who is no longer even at this school, tries to make Feeny stay by singing to Sir with Love. It (laughs) is terrible. They all walk across the stage, though, to get their diplomas, and as they get ready to toss their hats, Topanga asks Corey, will you marry me? And it's a cliffhanger season ender, which is completely unnecessary because any sane 18-year-old boy would have said yes before she even got to the word marry. And that is our 90-second recap
2: of the Ooh. best episode, gentlemen. Man, you're right. Why did he... Why was there any delay at all there? I don't understand. Will that. you... Mi- yes. What? Yes.
0: What? What? I'm shocked how both of you just are on the side of
2: just... Yeah, what are you waiting for? Say yes to getting oh, married well, before you... This is the 90s before Frozen comes out, so we don't know that we should wait till we're a little more mature <laughs> to marry That somebody. was the lesson that we... Learned from Frozen?
1: <laughs> well, I don't know what you learned. The lesson is, you never saw Hans coming. <laughs> yeah, me too. Is
0: it over yet? <laughs> well, before we dive into the episode, I want to talk about the theme song of the show. Because mm-hmm. this was a show that I watched this show a lot. I know that I watched it a lot. But I have never heard this theme song in my life.
1: <laughs> when this ball meets
0: world, and my first thought was, is this a Mandela effect? Like, has something happened to Boy Meets World that the theme song
2: is just completely different than what I remember? I don't. I had the same feeling, actually. So I'm curious, Greg, did you did you it feel that a way? a
1: different theme song. It fundamentally changed from the first couple of seasons to the last couple of seasons. Did you go back and listen to the original theme song at all? Well, I
0: don't know if I went back to earlier seasons.
1: Because season one goes like this. We'll insert it later <laughs>
0: I'm not
2: going to insert it
1: Uh, yeah you are <laughs> Actually overlay it <laughs> Oh yeah,
2: you could be DJ Easy James
1: <laughs> No, this Beach Boys-esque theme song I remembered the original, but I did not remember this Beach Boys
0: tune Yeah, it was, I thought, very uninspired Like, they just took a group and just put them in the sound booth. Like, look, we need a theme song right now. What's the name of the show? Boy Meets World? Okay. Yeah. And then they just sang that over and over again. Boy Meets World. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I didn't feel alone because that theme song really threw me off. And just I just immediately felt insecure that... I don't really know anything about this show and that all of my mm. memories of the show were a lie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes they change theme songs. There was a big, uh, kerfluffle like a couple of months ago when Netflix changed the theme song to Dawson's Creek.
2: Huh? Oh. and it
1: was, it's no longer that. Run-
2: it's,
1: It's different and weird, and it just doesn't have the same feel. Now, granted, I only watched most of the episodes, so I'm not that sure about the show,
0: but... Are you talking about Dawson's Creek or Boy Meets World? Which
1: is less embarrassing. That's the answer.
2: <laughs> just, I think we should just move on. Save face here. Yeah, we should because
1: the history of what I watched in high school has now revealed itself to be embarrassing. But speaking of history, they're the class of 1998. So they're a few years older than most of us on this podcast. However, in 1998, Mr. Feeney is teaching history class. Do you remember what was on the board as the last thing they're talking about in history?
0: Oh,
2: yes. I don't. I don't recall.
0: No, it's Ford
1: Pardons Nixon, which is 1974, which means they are leaving 24 years of history behind. Now, I understand, you know, the last 10, 20 years isn't exactly history yet. But when you walk into a classroom and you see Ford Pardons Nixon, you're like... (coughs) But what if, when you walked into the classroom, you just had the word... Sex on the board. For once, you could have actually talked about it because in 1998, you know what was happening?
2: Oh, Monica Lewinsky.
1: Yeah. You actually could have talked about it in history class. Mr. Feeney, you did take the high road by not talking about intercourse, but you could have spent some time talking about Bill Clinton. That could have been his
0: last words of wisdom.
1: It's a tough lesson, everybody.
0: I think it's just a lesson that will get you out of sticky situations.
2: Oh, no, do
0: not. Do not. What? <laughs> I don't know so, what you're talking about. Sometimes
2: a cigar is just a cigar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when you address me like that, it makes me blue. <laughs> Wait, that's... <laughs> Move on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: None of these are good.
1: <laughs> yeah, me too. Is it over yet?
0: What did, what did you guys think about the opening i really like the opening scene of this episode the yearbook it felt very nostalgic since i hadn't watched the show in a while all these characters signing of yearbooks like that that's always a fun memory and i really i really like the foreshadowing in the in the writing that immediately when sean is getting angry about not wanting to sign the yearbooks i like just knew up oh, This episode is going to be about feelings, and Dom is really going to like it. (laughs) That's
2: funny. That's funny. I didn't like it that much, but is that too soon?
1: (laughs) I guess we'll find out. Well, I liked the nostalgic feelings. Like, yearbook signing was a lot of fun uh, because I had several friends in high school, which is nice. That's good. That's good for you. I mean, I didn't wear ridiculous clothes that made me want to run as fast as possible from class to class. I thought I looked great. And you didn't.
0: <laughs> I didn't. You
2: look like all of them, probably.
1: <laughs> you know who did look great, though? Topanga. Yeah. And my memories of Topanga, and let's leave aside her status as an icon for just a moment, because I feel that we would probably put her in the, in the category of iconic females in television history. That's my feeling from uh, the way that you're looking right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Don't say anything more. I didn't,
1: I didn't remember that Topanga was like the smartest girl in her class. I remembered her nothing about being like oh, really? driven to get an A. I had zero memories of her academics. I just didn't remember that part of her character yeah. at all. I don't know if you did.
2: I did. That is one part that I think stuck out for me memory-wise. But she's got a total, total package. She's smart. She's witty. She's uh, gorgeous. All of those things. And look at Corey. To me, you think, why is this person dating that person? Oh, do you have, have any of that going on when you look back at this show?
0: Are you kidding me?
2: Yes. I mean,
0: yes. Happens in adult life, too. Come I, on. I, I'm at the point where I don't understand why any relationships happen in high school.
1: <laughs>
2: well. well
1: <laughs> Instagram filters? Yeah.
2: <laughs> i i don't know how to answer that question but it was it brought back that question to me, like how i'm not sure how this is believable but anyway they made it work for tv
1: the episode continues and there Topanga is going to be a valedictorian, and a lot of it focuses on sean's feelings about graduating from high school and mm-hmm. you know he's always hated being there but then there's some Uh, mixed feelings that he's going to miss it. And then so he goes back to his apartment and talks with his brother, Jack, who will play prominently in our second episode, by the way. Central
2: character. Right.
1: As for this, they just start wrestling. Yeah. A lot.
2: It was a very (laughs) playful, brotherly wrestling attack, and it brought back memories of WCW uh, reenactments (laughs) in my living room, and yet didn't have the authenticity I was looking for.
0: Oh, really? I thought the exact opposite. Really? I thought it looked. I thought it looked great. I, the shoves at the beginning, those had some force behind them.
1: <laughs> I must be the parent of two young boys because the entire time I was like, "Watch your head!" Oh, it's close to the banister. careful. <laughs> <You're wrong>, That's <laughs> all I could think as they're hugging and rolling. Just please, oh, you're so close to the coffee table.
2: <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a
0: really good. Really good wrestling scene.
2: I mean, there was no spit drop dropping down into the face and sucked back up. Oh. Yeah. Uh, there was no elbow drops off the top rope. I just didn't see <laughs> the things that I was used to seeing. The, the
0: torture I remember most would be my brother would sit with his knees on my arms, pinning me down, and right on my, that big, what's it called, sternum in the middle of your lungs? Yeah. And he would just, just... Oh, ouch. And he would tell me just to name five cereals, and I would just start yelling cereals, and then I would say the fifth one, and he'd be like, nope, you already said that. Oh,
2: my goodness. No! go to town
0: (laughs) oh my gosh
2: granola's not a cereal (laughs) it's
0: all brand all brand you can't have two brand cereals (laughs) (laughs) i will say i did get him back because he foolishly (laughs) one year got me a blowgun for my birthday You know, like to shoot darts out? Mm. And he, combined with never locking the door when he went poop, I like snuck into the bathroom and while he was on the toilet, I shot him right in the
2: calf with a dart. Oh, so pretty much the same. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're even now. Uh, mathematically, that's correct.
1: <laughs> oh, quick side note about Cracklin' Oat I was talking to my brother the other day. What he said was like 15 years ago, whenever you bought a box of Cracklin' Oat Bran cereal, American Airlines would give you like 2,000 frequent flyer miles. What? And so over the course of like a couple of years, he purchased like... Thirty boxes? It's like, all right, that's like sixty thousand frequent flyer miles, all because of Cracklin uh, O'Bran. Like that is nuts. And I was very displeased with him for not sharing.
0: I didn't know big brand was that big.
1: Uh insert a joke about long play rides and small <laughs> toilets? I don't know.
2: <laughs> insert brand joke here. <laughs> I'll record
1: another one later and put it in. <laughs>
0: yeah, me too.
1: Is it over yet?
0: So to stay on Sean's topic, this all culminates at the end. So apparently Mr. Feeney gave his class an assignment that was for no credit. Just how has the last week meant to you? And of course, Sean wasn't going to do this, but he's going through all of his dealing with his feelings or whatever. And so we get to the end, Topanga gives up to give her speech. And she's like, nope, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to let Sean do it. I was really impressed like, not by the speech itself, but just of the show, of the message. I
1: was thinking about how much this place has been my home. And how many times I screwed up while I was here. And how I could have done better.
0: That's what I wrote.
1: That's how I feel. I'm sorry. I could have done better. Congratulations to those of you who did.
0: And so I just thought, like, that's a really good moment. It's a really good lesson. And I think probably a lot of kids, well, I know a lot of kids, a lot of people just feel that way after high school. You just think like,
1: yeah, well, coach would have put me in
0: fourth quarter, we'd have been state champions. No doubt. No doubt in my mind. If I could go back and just have taken school seriously, no. I don't know. I-, I thought it was a really, really good
2: message. Yeah, I yeah. like liked the speech a lot. It, it, for the time of Mel Gibson, epic movies, you know, Bill Pullman's Independence Day. It just was a moment <laughs> of levity brought down to the high school drama level. And he, he really did knock it out of the park. The actor, is it writer uh, Strong? Mm-hmm. Fun fact about him, his father uh, is King Arthur Strong, actual name. Oh. Yeah. Was his dad but, proud of his work in Cabin Fever? I think he must have been. That's a great movie. But I <laughs> <laughs> I made my wife watch it and she was like, you don't get to make me watch another movie for one year.
1: You were sentenced? <laughs> and
2: wow. Yeah. Oh, and, I, and then I fell asleep at the end and she had never <laughs> seen it. And she's like, you made me watch it and then fell asleep. You're a horrible movie picker outer. <laughs> I also liked Sean's speech. <laughs> I liked his speech
1: because at the very end he said, "Hey, I wish I could have done better. For those of you who did do better, be happy that you did. I'm proud of you for doing better than I did." So I thought I thought it was a good speech and then the big grad pose at the end. Ladies and gentlemen, the John Adams High School class of 1998. You, marry me. you don't mm-hmm. see him too often these days, but... <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, and I
2: can't believe you guys would have said yes. I mean, not to my high school girlfriend actual, but if I was dating Topanga... I don't I'm know. sorry, dude.
1: Beverly, since you're listening right now.
2: That would be hard to no <laughs> Beverly.
0: I don't know what's more ridiculous, thinking that Dom's high school girlfriend's listening to this, or
2: that her name is Beverly. <laughs> Apologize to all the Beverly's out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would be hard to say no to that, but it could be like a give me four years or something.
1: So the episode ends. It's a cliffhanger for season five, and we'll find out what happens in season six. I think it was a fun cliffhanger, an exciting cliffhanger, something you don't see very often, because even Zack and Kelly in Saved by the Bell, they waited a few years before they tied the knot. But overall, it probably helped make this episode considered the best one, don't you think?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like my memory of Boy Meets World was it did a really good job of just talking about the issues that middle school and teenagers were going through. I mean, I, I remember... Episode, like Sean's parents, like his mom, just like abandoned him, which is why I think in this episode, like he just lives with his brother. Like his parents just aren't around. Deal with divorce. The one episode, Sean was an alcoholic and like had to come to grips with that. Just for that one episode,
1: joins a cult in one episode.
2: Ooh. Joined a, Oh, I don't. I don't remember. Is that our next episode?
1: That. A real hugging cult, as far as I recall.
2: Oh. oh well, there was that Tom Cruise Nicole Kidman movie around that time. Eyes wide, wide shut. Wide shut? <laughs> that
0: would
1: be all. <laughs> I saw eyes wide shut in the theater. No, and... you didn't. Uh... <laughs> Did you <she> really? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't
2: matter. <laughs> but I, 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 yeah. no, <laughs> we can't. That's <laughs> it. This. And that's when you—that's when he you went back to history class and said, "We need to talk about other things than <laughs> what we're talking about because the Ford pardon." Seems limiting based (laughs) on the ice-wide-shut narrative. Well, Sean,
1: (laughs) I think the uh, time has come to sign each other's yearbooks. (laughs) Shall we talk about it first?
2: Anyway, no,
0: I think this is a good episode or considered one of the best, obviously because of the cliffhanger, the proposal, but it's a good message with Sean. Not I wish I would have done better, but I could have done better, which I feel has a little bit of more powerful nuance. I think that there was a good issue. We didn't talk about this, but Corey is trying to be supportive of Topanga going to Yale, Mm -hmm. but he absolutely doesn't want her to go to Yale. Which I think is a good kind of, what do you do? What do you do when you are you want to support someone doing the right thing for them, but you absolutely don't want them to do it at all because it costs you so much? I thought that was a good thing that they kind of dealt with, but didn't really dive into it. And then at the beginning, right, you have all of the appearances, right? You have Minkus, who hasn't been seen at all. You had the two, like, thug guys, Frankie and... I can't remember. Joey. You know, so there were like some appearances of old characters that you hadn't seen in a while. So I think those are all the reasons why it was voted one of the best. Would
1: have been nice to see Mr. Turner because he was the teacher from the earlier seasons that I remember with the long curly hair.
2: Mm-hmm. Kind of looked
1: like Steven Seagal with long curly hair.
2: <laughs> no. Steven Seagal is Mr. Turner.
0: Uh, I'm having trouble remembering what he looked like. I'm looking him up right now. I don't remember anybody named that.
2: No. Yeah. I mean, I I thought it was a good episode as well. It's a light-hearted show, and they really injected a, a pretty decent amount of drama with the speech and the proposal. So I could see that. I will say that I was found. Wanting a little bit more, like some of the things that you just described with the joining a cult and the addiction, like I feel like those would have been maybe higher on on my list without having seen the episodes or remembering the episodes. But overall, good I have no qualms.
1: This one was Mm -hmm. a bit tougher to find because first off, there's lots of Boy Meets World episode websites with lists. But second, there were a lot of really strongly ranked episodes, but this is the one that I consistently saw at the top of a lot of lists. So that's why we chose that. But what made it my favorite episode was, you know, I didn't laugh a ton during this. I certainly laughed more than Family Matters, but the one line that Feeney gives, which I laughed out loud, Topanga is begging Begging for her last A, a seven hundredth A, so she can beat Menkus. Mm. And then obviously Corey and Topanga are together. Feeny knows that. He walks by Corey and proceeds <laughs> to say
0: Good luck in hell, Mr. Matthews.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <It was laughs> I remember that line. That was a good it one. It was
1: so candid and it was it was fantastic. So I support it being called the best episode.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, before we take a look at the worst episode, Greg, it sounds like you're enjoying a new craft soda. Tell us about it, please. The games are over, gentlemen. <laughs> the games
1: are over. We're uh, not well, playing what were we,
0: around. What were we playing before?
1: Uh, no, no, no. Let me explain.
0: Naked Twister?
1: No, there's no time. Let me sum up. <laughs> the- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to Trader Joe's or the grocery store anymore just to find whatever I can. No, no, no. No. I went to a craft soda website and I purchased 12 different craft sodas from all over. So tonight I blindly picked one. Uh huh. I don't even know what it is right now. You
0: haven't read the label?
1: I have not. I've done nothing. It's right here
0: pumpkin flavored. Still. Boy meets Gourd.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Boy meets court. laughs> Did I get it? Is that is that right? <laughs> it's ballpark. <spot> <laughs>
1: All
2: right, <fine>. James, <laughs> you
1: get the episode title. <laughs> you won <want> it. <laughs> oh,
0: finally, my first. Oh Oh
1: my gosh, gosh. I'm going to open it right now. I still don't even know what this is.
0: Oh, taste it. Taste it first. Oh yeah. Tell us what flavor you think it is. Don't spill. It's a little preview to your end of show review.
1: Here we go. This is the beginning of a new era of the TV yearbook. We are not joking around. We are going to be ordering craft sodas from all over the country. Here is the first.
2: (coughs) Oh. <laughs> wow. There was a. Uh-oh. What do you got? Help us out. Here it is. Oh. Shirley Temple soda pop. <laughs> okay. I can't wait to hear I'm more. I'm
0: surprised you don't you don't recognize that flavor immediately. Well, I
1: can't go into the view too much, but it is a Shirley Temple soda pop. So, cheers, gentlemen.
0: All right. All right. Well, take your drink of that because you got to tell us in 90 seconds, the plotline for the worst episode, which is season 5, so same season, episode 5, The Witches of Penbrook." Our worst
1: episode centers on two storylines. First, the B story, which was filmed in roughly eight minutes. Corey and Topenga are flying to Pittsburgh in a small plane. Topenga is scared of planes, but then she gets to steer the plane because an old goofy friend is the pilot and he lets her. We don't know if they arrive in Pittsburgh. On to the A story. We have the roommates, Jack and Sean Hunter and Eric Matthews, and Eric wants to take Jack clubbing.
2: C L U B.
1: C C C L L U U. But he runs into a girl in the hallway who is immediately all over Jack. Yeah. It's Candace Cameron. Of course. Who plays DJ in Full House. But in this show, she's not DJ. She's Millie and she's a witch and she makes out with Jack a ton. Jack supports this. Eventually, she turns Jack against his best friend, Eric, and moves into their place. Eric then leaves. But then Millie invites her entire coven over for a Halloween party. Turns out she's the type of witch that wants to sacrifice Jack on Halloween and drain his soul of energy or something. Eric comes back in time to save Jack. Millie and Jack break up. And then Eric tells the story of the crazy witches while on a date with, guess who? Sabrina the Teenage Witch, who mm. apparently turns Sean into a giant fake-looking green frog who talks. And that's the episode.
0: Mm. Oh my gosh. yeah me too is it over yet we have done how many episodes of this show and i am always surprised at how bad the worst episode is (laughs) i've
2: learned nothing (laughs) i mean i did i chuckled a few times i'm gonna admit that well i would love to know where
1: yeah whimsical parts but overall To be honest, my favorite part of this worst episode was the clothes choices because I know that I had that sweater that Jack Hunter was wearing. I know it. I know it. I know it. I know it. And I'll tell you, I looked average.
2: I feel, feel, Greg, that every haircut on a boy that we saw was someone in your biological family's haircut (laughs) (laughs) through that time period. Perhaps beyond.
1: Just – Straight brown hair in Greg's family. (laughs) Yeah, the fashion was pretty good. Topanga sweater that she's wearing. I I know several girls in high school who were wearing a very, very similar sweater. So those -hmm. things were very, very familiar to me.
0: Well, I like like seeing Candace Cameron. This episode takes place two years after Full House has ended. Mm. Um, She needs work then. I thought she looked great. She's 21, so it's not totally creepy that I say that she looked great. But it took me a while. I'm just going to kind of spoil a little bit. Her acting in this episode is horrendous. It's pretty bad. It's horrendous. Yeah. Now, I will say at least half of it is due to the writing of this episode because it's pretty bad. But the other half of her bad acting is a hundred percent directly related to her eyebrows. Uh, I would say more. Did you guys, I mean, as she's acting in her scenes, her eyebrows are just jumping all over the place. Oh. It's like to emit emotion. <laughs> it's just, I'm going to raise my eyebrows to
2: really emphasize what I'm trying to get across. Like, huh. Yeah, I didn't, I thought her eyebrows were thin. That's the only thing I remember. Well, they probably looked thin because they were moving so fast. They were just flashing around. You, you couldn't. Yeah. You couldn't focus on all them. over the
0: frame. Just a
1: blur. <laughs> a blur. Like James writing <laughs> a class in high school. So much blur.
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny, Dom. You you said you laughed a couple times, and I do want to hear about those times. I laughed one time, and it was after Eric had gone clubbing, and he came back. And he walks into the apartment, and he just yells, Hello? Anybody home? Nobody's home? Goodbye, pants! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I laughed at that. And uh, I felt that was immediately relatable, because I do that in my own house. Present day. As soon as I walk in through the door, pants are gone. Yep. But then I also liked how his his move was, no one's home, pants come off, walks directly to the internet-connected computer.
2: (laughs) I didn't catch that. I missed that. His boxers, though, had the smiley faces all over, and I had those boxers, uh, and I wore them frequently. And so that brought back, I mean, the exact boxers.
0: So, Tom, you had the same boxers, and Greg had Topanga's sweater? Is that... (laughs)
2: Oh, Topanga's sweater. I didn't wear this. Oh,
1: Jack sweater. I didn't, yeah.
2: Oh, that's the sweater.
1: But yeah. Eric, here's the deal with Eric. He has a real Jim Carrey, Ace Ventura thing going on.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, overacting? It
0: was
1: just like everything he could have done to just not say smoking or something like that. Oh, yeah.
0: Very overactive face.
1: Yeah, I thought his face was way... More overactive than Cadis Cameron.
0: But he's trying to be funny. He's the element of humor in
2: the show. Like that's just kind of expected. What I found it I found it annoying though.
0: It
1: was kind of annoying. Just like in the first episode when he sings that ridiculous song to Mr. Feeney.
2: Oh my
0: gosh. That was that so was... stupid.
1: Those days
0: <laughs> of telling tales and biting
1: nails are gone. <laughs> not a great part and also really uncomfortable like if i'm a teacher i don't want students laying on my lap i just don't and no. that's what...
2: <laughs> even in even in the 90s <laughs> it was the
1: 90s <laughs> that doesn't make things better no no so this party begins with all of these witches the entire coven
2: is it coven or coven i don't know is it coven Coven. I think it's Coven. Coven. I think it's Coven. You're thinking Coven-19. There were
1: not 19 witches there. <laughs> it was the Coven-11. <laughs>
2: but this is a great Halloween movie idea, but go on. <laughs> coven. 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 What did you think of their dancing
0: or chanting or yeah. whatever it is they were doing?
1: It's, it's pretty much think of Wayne's World going doo 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 with their hands the entire time constantly for about three to six minutes it was pretty absurd i
0: thought it was pretty uninspired they
2: could have done so much more
0: their their dancing reminded me of the guy who dances by himself with glow sticks at like an ecstasy rave party that's what their dancing reminded me of except this time all the lights are on (laughs) they don't have glow sticks no and they're just doing it for the ecstasy
2: yeah like they haven't gotten it yet I don't think the ecstasy showed up to that party yet. It, it was, was a little so bit late. <laughs> so late. It's, it's TGIF. It's just ibuprofen. <laughs>
1: so so the witch's party ends. Eric saves the day with SPF fifty. Anyway, I'm I don't even want to go into it, but he saves the day and Candace Cameron's out of here. But that that B story.
0: Oh yeah. Corey
1: wants to go to Pittsburgh from Philadelphia. Which I'm pretty sure is, hold on, directions from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania to <laughs> Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
0: Come on, Siri.
1: All right, four and a half hours driving. Okay.
0: But in a plane, it only costs $12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about that?
1: There is that.
0: The fact that they're flying a four-hour drive is beside the point. They are seniors in high school- and their parents are letting them fly away somewhere on the weekend by themselves? You, me, and a weekend in Pittsburgh.
1: Can you think of anything more romantic?
0: Yeah, a weekend in Pittsburgh without your parents. Yeah. That who does no on. hot take.
2: No responsible <laughs> parent would ever allow that to happen. I uh, They're eighteen. They're eighteen, right? Doesn't matter. I mean, you can't really let or not let. He bought t- two twelve dollars tickets, which you know. Hopefully, yeah, you, you just say you're not going. Done. You're telling. Okay, riddle me this. If they said we're driving <laughs> together, does that change it? No, you didn't drive with a. The friend? mode of transportation is the least of my worries. <laughs> what about a bike trip? <laughs> what about the monorail? The, <laughs> the- <laughs> Too romantic, not going to (laughs) happen. Look, as a parent, it's your responsibility. What what does a parent do? Yes. You're not going to stop them from doing it. They've had the safe sex talk. There's no hanky panky going on, not on the airplane.
1: Well, also, there is one episode that I remember. There's a Halloween episode, a different Halloween episode, where they're like, they're in a horror movie. Like,
2: well, is any one of us safe? Yeah,
1: virgins. Virgins never die. All right. For saving me, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. Well, I'll get as sick as you can get without actually dying. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he does? That's part of it. <laughs>
1: But then I recall Eric not looking as <laughs> pleased. Not so, kind of <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: not so relieved. I was like,
1: that's funny. That's there clever. Also, yeah. that's TGIF edgy,
0: I would
2: say. Oh, sure.
0: I yeah. think so. But there's a difference with Eric being in college versus they're in high school.
2: What's the difference?
0: For 1998, I thought, wow, that's a lot to put on television that the, that this is an <laughs> but, okay thing to do.
1: But keep in mind, they are very, very mature Because if you recall, how did Corey comfort Topanga when they got on the plane?
0: He called Mr. Feeney?
1: No, oh, before that, he said... he said, and I quote, it's okay, Topanga, horses go on planes all the time. It's like, what?
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's what he said. Horses.
1: So Uh, as you can tell, number one, he can comfort his lady just fine. Two, he's mature enough to call his girlfriend, or at least- (laughs)
2: Analogize her to a horse. (laughs) No wonder we, the boys of the late 90s, were confused about how to- romance a woman i mean this is what we're watching comfort by discussing horses we think it's normal to go on an airplane to you know a city four hours away i still don't know how to romance a woman brian adams (laughs) (laughs) everything i do (laughs) if you really love a woman (laughs) <laughs> anyway,
1: Corey does call Mr. Feeney from the plane Mr. Feeney's just putting out fires everywhere
2: Sure is you guys remember the scene where there's trick-or-treaters coming to his house And he's holding the, the bag of candy up <laughs> very high <laughs> Forcing them to say trick-or-treat or whatever
1: Trick-or-treat
2: Say it with vigor like you mean it Trick-or-treat That's better now to prove that it was worth the effort, a pocket thesaurus for each of you.
1: What is the weirdest Halloween candy that you've ever gotten or Halloween thing that you've gotten?
2: Uh, I feel like the wax lips are the weirdest. Diarrhea? Like why is <laughs> <laughs> from too many Snickers? Do you remember did you guys get the wax lips? Yeah, I didn't like those at all. I thought they were I don't think I ever got those as well.
0: Halloween. I
2: bought uh, them on my own cuz I thought that they would make me cool. I always thought they were candy. I was always I very disappointed.
1: Very disappointing. No, we were trick-or-treating, and we went to the house that always gives out the full-size Snicker bars. Oh, yeah. And that was great. Ran out right before me. Ouch. So he's like, I'll get something for you. And he gave me a flashlight. It's like, oh. A <laughs> flashlight. <laughs> All right. Thank <laughs> I guess you. guess I'll use this.
2: <laughs> Did you guys notice at the witch, Candace Karen playing the witch, she wore a giant crystal necklace. In one scene, and it reminded me of how many people wore some kind of crystal accessory in high school in the 90s. Did, did that conjure anything for you? I have no memory of crystals in high school.
1: Beads. I recall some some necklace and beads that people would wear.
0: Oh, yeah. You
1: come back from Florida and you get yourself a nice necklace that has some shells. A little hemp
2: necklace. Beads. I rocked a one hemp? of those for like oh, six yeah. years. <laughs> Did you wear the hemp?
0: Oh, yeah. Good for you. Good for you. I looked terrible. Yeah. It was something yeah. I shouldn't have worn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you had the hemp necklace. You had the plastic lips. You had the goofy Hawaiian <laughs> shirts. You got the henna on vacation.
0: And toe rings. <laughs> toe rings toe were rings. a thing. Oh, yeah. I never got on board with that, though. I'm but glad. one thing I liked, I think in one of the scenes, Candace Cameron was wearing the choker necklace.
2: Yeah. Oh, I missed that. That was a oh, thing, Oh, yeah. man.
0: And that I was... still think to this day, that's like one of the best looks you could you could have. The
2: choker necklace. You like the choker Oh, I necklace. love it. I love it. I don't know why. Do you need a dangler amulet type? Uh, what's the word there? Uh, I think
1: dangler is correct. <laughs> dangler. Dang- <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think the scientific <laughs> term
0: is the uvula.
2: The uvula <laughs> oh, the of necklace. the necklace?
1: Okay. Yeah, me too. Is it over yet? The fashion of this episode, I don't know, it took me back a little bit, so it was nice. But overall, not really a good episode. So, why was this the worst episode, gentlemen? This
0: episode was <laughs> just a hot mess. And it's just, the the icing is just put on in that the last scene you see is Sean has been turned into a frog. I don't know what the hell is going on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I learned after reading that the reason Sabrina was in this episode is because there was a multi show arc where like three or four different shows, like char- like some boy meets word characters appeared on Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And uh, there were some other shows that there was like a, a oh. big crossover event. So yeah. this was kind of like the big. This
2: is like pre Marvel kind of introduction. Right, so they, so TJF
0: did it before the Marvel universe. They, they created their own universe. There, they exactly. started it all. But yeah, this was I the like episode that. that kind of started that big crossover event. But you know, I think this is similar to Family Matters. Right, the the premise is ridiculous. The boys were tied up for a human sacrifice. <laughs> it's thwarted, and then everyone just like leaves. It's like, oh, okay, it's over. The police aren't called, and Eric and Jack just go to the bar. It's like, what? And they leave Sean tied up on the banister, and he's totally fine with it. I mean, it's just a ridiculous premise. And then the fact that this is really an Eric and Jack episode. Two supporting characters taking on lead roles. Uh, I mean, Mr. Feeney is in the show, what, 30 seconds, if that? The yeah. parents, uh, Corey's parents, aren't in it at all. It's a yeah. whole – all the different we'd... ingredients you need to make a terrible episode,
2: this one has it. Yeah. Well, the one you didn't mention was Satan's tail was what they were trying to conjure with their witch craftery, which I've just – I'm not sure why you'd go for the mm. tail or what the, what the appeal for the tail is. But I, I really like seeing Melissa Joan Hart show up. Uh, she was a favorite of mine from mm-hmm. Clarissa Explains It All, uh, from even the younger years. Mm-hmm. She, she could have been one of my earliest crushes as a young boy. Na, 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 na. So that was pleasant. But I think the frog thing... That was like, there's actually a research study. If you have dental pain for 50 out of 60 minutes, but the last 10 minutes are not so bad, people will rate that session less painful than if the majority of the session was okay, but the last 10 minutes were super painful. In other words, endings matter to us subjectively. We will say Mm -hmm. it was a horrible dental appointment, even though there was only quantitatively 10 minutes of pain. I think that frog quantitatively was... Ten minutes of... Ten minutes of (laughs) a bad ending.
0: It really was. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I sat mumbling to myself for about a minute. I don't know what the hell is going on.
1: You know what would have been a better ending to this episode? And I expected it because the way that the story of a TGIF show goes, I expected Eric and Sabrina, the teenage witch, to leave on their date. And then Sean is still tied up from the coven party. Mm. coven i said coven
0: yeah no you didn't coven
1: coven well not now i said i said
2: rewind the tape coven
1: coven no i've been saying coven the entire time
2: coven yeah it's i think it's coven 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 what you just said was nothing (laughs) for what you've been saying
0: (laughs) (laughs) you said it a third distinctive way just now
1: (laughs) i'm from boston it's coven (laughs) <laughs> it's Kevin <Coven>, johnny damon <laughs> i can't do accents <laughs> i like the red socks <laughs> oh this was uh, yeah me too is it over yet uh,
2: anyhow we've talked about the best and worst yep let's talk about the series as a whole mm-hmm
1: So, uh, last time on the TV yearbook, I mentioned uh, my TGIF thesis, which I'm going to build upon with this episode. I might build upon it for the entire season. So, uh, this Boy Meets World show, first off, I like the show. Second off, it strikes me as a transitional, figuring-it-out show. I think The Full House and The Family Matters, we haven't watched Full House yet, but The Family Matters is clearly a show that started in the 80s both factually and I think culturally, start in the 80s. But this one starts in 1993. It lasts until the year 2000. And I think those 90s, we see a big shift. And I think Bill Clinton kind of tells us a little about the shift. By the time the 90s come along, what we have is a culture that is certainly drifting away from family programming. And you think of the most popular programming in the 2000s and the 2010s you know you see some very popular shows like breaking bad the walking dead these are not tgif shows and they are just very much the opposite very very sexual very very violence-filled and so the culture shifted like if you're talking about like when is that starting the 90s would be it my thesis last week was that tgif is just the precursor for disney channel shows Mm-hmm. and this show is still trying to figure it out. Are we trying to have that 80s Family Matters style? Are we trying to have Family Matters plus the 90s and just kind of some more, like, loosey-goosey cultural stuff? Or are we really on our way to these Disney Channel shows? If you're not familiar with what happened in 1998, we talked about Bill Clinton earlier, talked about a sex scandal, talked about impeachment. If you look at the day that the sex scandal comes out... And then you look over the following six to nine months, you all remember the Clinton sex scandal was all over the news. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Bill Clinton, his approval rating went up during that time.
2: Yeah, crazy.
1: Not necessarily because of the sex scandal per se, but that's still a wild thing to happen. And so Boy Meets World is right in the heart of this. And Boy Meets World represents a show that's trying to figure out what way not only does it want to go, but what way is culture going and is trying to find its way in this new, dare I say, world.
2: Hmm. Oh,
0: see what you did there. So you're telling me a part of your thesis <laughs> that if I want to be more popular, I should get nope. engrossed in a sex scandal? <laughs> That's
2: a thesis. Yeah.
1: Uh, my thesis was more historical <laughs> rather than
2: advocacy. <laughs> All publicity is good publicity. I don't know if I fully agree. I feel like when you look back at the top shows, like Breaking Bad and those shows are a, a full decade later.
1: Yeah, I am. So the culture is shifting. This is a big a transformational moment between, dare I say, 1997 and 2007, when Breaking Bad starts.
2: The number one show in 2010 was American Idol. Number two, Dancing with the Stars.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of talking about not reality shows. We're talking about written shows, because reality yeah. shows are just, it's not in the same world.
2: Okay, I'll look at it. I'll, I'll put my research team on it. Fantastic. Well, I have a thesis about Topanga.
0: Throughout my middle school and high school years, I had many crushes, some of which I have talked about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Agent Scully and X-Files, Kelly Kapowski, but something was different about Topanga. Like, she was categorically different from every other TV crush that I, that I had. I wonder if the reason why it was different is because All of those other shows that I watch. I mean, Saved by the Bell, that was more when I was in elementary school. And yeah, Kelly Kapowski was the crush. But by that time when that show was on, she was already 18, 19, 20 years old. That, yeah, I had a crush on her. But maybe subconsciously I knew she's out of my league. But like Topanga. It was your age. You know, when I was in middle school – she was in middle school. When I was in high school, she was in high school. And so that there was this, you know, thought in the back of my mind that, so you're telling me there's a chance.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and maybe that's
0: why Topanga is so solidified, just different than all other TV crushes from that era. I think that's a sound thesis. Okay. Yeah. I I also think
1: that Topenga was. I'm trying to think of any other family TV shows from the 90s, like Full House, Family Matters, any of the TGF ones that we're watching. I mean,
2: Dinosaurs. Maybe we'll. (laughs) As we watch more and more TGF shows,
1: uh, maybe we'll find somebody. But I don't think anyone holds a candle to Topenga during this era of our age bracket she is
2: yeah iconic fair enough what is the word topanga what does that mean oh it is
0: it is a native american i'm probably saying this wrong but tongva tribe Uh uh-huh and it may mean where the mountain
2: meets the sea oh that's very romantic very innuendo laden the mountain meets the sea Okay, okay. So it's the beach. So it's the beach. So <laughs> <laughs> what you're telling me is- Boy meets so. beach. <laughs> <laughs> Boy meets beach. beach.
1: <laughs> uh, one of my favorite characters, actually, I, I would say he's my favorite character. Mr. Feeney is outstanding. Mr. Feeney is the Ron Swanson of the 1990s. Just words of wisdom- <laughs> He's never saying anything that doesn't make sense. (laughs) Mr. (laughs) Feeney's wisdom is out of this world.
0: Yeah, he's the greatest. He is consistently the funniest. He is, granted, he's an adult, but he's the best actor on the show. Oh, for sure. All of his, his lines and delivery are perfect and meaningful, Yeah, he's the best. He's prime time.
2: Speaking of Feeny, I would like to watch his best episode, like where he is the star and lays down the best message or something. She'd watch that one. I would look for that. Mm.
0: I mean, I do not want to watch any more of this show (laughs) because, Greg, back to your thesis, like this is a Disney Channel show. It is written for middle school, early high school kids. And that does not interest me to continue watching but i i will say just as a parent as my kids get older and we are potentially searching for shows to watch i do think this show is a valuable thing to watch as a family a lot of the issues that it deals with are still absolutely relevant and it does it at a level i think appropriate for middle school age kids i agree I can see that.
1: Yeah, solid huh? show. I mean, the bad episode was bad, but still, it's got to be a fun yeah. show for families to watch, and dare I say, one of the more tolerable TGIF shows.
2: Yeah, well, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Family Matters was good. I would. Uh, Family Matters might be my favorite. I love dinosaurs too, but we'll get to that. Man, I I don't know how <laughs> that's possible. <laughs> Well, for those of you who are new... Well,
0: no, we have to have a whole, like, we're ending the discussion. Now let's talk about the awards so that I know, like, we can hit the theme song music. Don't we? Well, sure. Go ahead.
2: Say what you need to say. I don't know.
1: Well, I think that wraps up our discussion of the show. But, of course, uh, here at the TV Yearbook, we always give out our superlative awards at the end of the show. So let us begin those
2: (laughs) (laughs) for those of you who are new to the tv yearbook podcast we like to give out awards at the end of each episode and our flagship superlative award is the extra mile it's a hard job acting in hollywood many pay their dues by being an extra when you're an extra and you're on screen for five seconds you need to make your mark so this award goes to the actor that went above and beyond or went the extra mile to stand out in some way so who has an extra mile for us
0: i have an extra mile although mine does not go to an actor but more actors plural mm. and this is during the best episode graduation at the end when sean is giving his speech a couple of times they switch the camera around so that we could see the audience listening to sean's speech now, a little inside baseball in the acting world, that whenever you are filming people that are watching something, they will always give you a point of reference so that everyone is looking at the same spot so that all of your eye lines are appropriate. Well, someone did not do their job because the three guys in the front row have the eyes of a Walmart greeter they are all looking somewhere else no one is focused on the right thing
2: (laughs) so it's 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 Uh, not their fault it's not
0: their fault they were just told like hey look here and no one did their job of like giving them a point to look at while sean is is talking so Uh, My extra mile award goes to the three
2: guys sitting up front. I think that's a little bit how it was in high school, though, listening to graduation speeches. (laughs) Just saying. So dull that one of your eyes just (laughs) Just flips (laughs) over somewhere else. Where I am. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to give my award. I have an extra mile for in the worst episode. I don't know if you remember the scene where uh, Candace Cameron's character answers the door to the apartment, and there's three trick-or-treaters. There's a... uh, a witch who she's mm-hmm. saying, How dare you She's nice to the other two, one kid's a pirate, I forget what the other one is. And the the witch character she's like really mean to her and she speaks in her demonic voice, which was horrible.
0: Oh, and a little witch. You don't
1: get any because you mock
0: us.
2: And then they cut to a shot of the kids. And the pirate kid's face is pure shock and awe. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all you see. The door then slams in his face. I thought it was above and beyond the extra mile.
1: That kid knew what he was doing. I have a couple (laughs) of awards to give. They're not extra miles, but uh, the first award... I want to give is best dressed. Uh, Obviously I've talked about fashion quite a bit and saw a lot of stuff that was super familiar to me uh, in the 1990s, but I'm giving uh, the best dressed award to just one kid. He was an extra, but in the best episode, right in the first four minutes, he walks by wearing a purple silk shirt. Mm. And I had that shirt and, wow. and, uh, <laughs> and it makes me think, it could have been me. <laughs> it could have been me. Why not us? Why not me?
0: So I just love the idea that you going through school took all of your fashion cues from this show. <laughs> uh, I have that sweater. No. I have this shirt. I no, have to take a sweater.
2: I was wearing it first. <laughs> yeah, there. Yes, art imitates life. <laughs> she Fair goes enough.
1: to a different high school. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so my other award I want to give, it's from our worst episode, and it's Best mm-hmm. Art Student. And I give mm-hmm. it to whoever created the papier-mâché frog in the worst episode that Sean turned into.
2: That <laughs> was so bad. <laughs> because... <laughs> I mean, Are you a puppet? What is
0: this? I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree. That frog was not papier mache. paper mache doesn't move around like that.
1: Oh, papier mache can move. Baby. That was
0: a fully articulated, not, gonna, not frog. fully articulated. There were
2: I partially. I will partially put, articulating.
0: I will put everything that I have saved for my kids' college education, which oh I gosh. think is only a hundred dollars at this point in time.
2: <laughs> every little bit counts. That
0: there was at least. Two people operating that puppet frog. No. That's how articulated it was. No. Its fingers moved, its eyes moved, its mouth and tongue moved.
1: And it was movable paper you, mache. You don't get that kind of
2: movement
0: with just one person.
2: I'm not sure. I think I agree with James that it probably was not paper mache.
1: What is paper mache?
2: But I don't think I don't think we're dealing with a complicated Marionette. Uh, robotic Yoda situation here. I, I bet uh, I, Jim Henson made that puppet frog. I
1: really don't think so. Crappy episode you seek. That's <laughs> <laughs> the worst Yoda accent I've ever heard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's end this episode and end. talk about. Hey, our next episode of the TV Yearbook, we are going to be continuing our TGIF season and talking about, is it dinosaurs? It's dinosaurs. Yep. Get excited. It's Roseanne, but dinosaur puppets.
2: Oh, interesting. (laughs) I never really, yeah. Okay. (laughs)
0: That's that's exactly what it is. I am not looking forward to it. (laughs) At all. It's going to put your puppet thesis to the test. Unlike other individuals and other shows that we've watched, I will not go into dinosaurs with a biased opinion
1: needing (laughs) to be
0: won over. So I'm going to give dinosaurs its fair shake. You better. But anyway... However, we would like to remind you to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at at the TV yearbook. Or you can email us at the TV yearbook at gmail.com. And you can find us on Patreon as well. And we would love any support or communication that you could give us please reach out and let us know what you think of the show and we would love it if you would take a moment to rate and review our show wherever you get your podcast because we do pay attention to those reviews and we would love to hear from you and speaking of your reviews greg how was the shirley temple soda
1: pop yes so as we really enter this new stage of Craft soda reviews here on the TV yearbook. I didn't mention the brand name. Certainly, we all know what a Shirley Temple is it's grenadine and sprite, or at least lemon lime beverage. This is by the KIST company, K I S T, based out of Detroit, Michigan, and they created their own Shirley Temple soda pop. I did finish the beverage. It is gone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. To be honest, it was fine. I hate being critical, but I gotta be honest. It tastes like a bland cherry 7-up.
2: Isn't that what a Shirley Temple is? (laughs) You want it to be better. You want it to be elevated. Do you want it to be more cherry or more Sprite? Cherry. Cherry.
1: So I went to a bar mitzvah when I was 13. And Hold on. <laughs> it was probably the first party that I've been to where I it's saw a little
0: late those... to be circumcised, in my opinion. <laughs> it's never too late.
1: Do you know? Anyway, <laughs> it was the first time I ever saw one of the soda guns. I'd never seen one before. And they told oh. me I can have as much soda as I wanted. And he had a bottle of grenadine. I'm not joking. When I had 15 Shirley Temples that night. Fifteen. (laughs) Fifteen. Whoa. So, yeah, James. Yes, it's supposed to taste kind of like Cherry 7-Up, but Cherry Sprite is better than Cherry 7-Up. And this particular Shirley Temple is actually blander than Cherry 7-Up. So.
0: Well, I know you're a big fan of Shirley Temple's. I cannot count on one hand the number of times I've seen you order a Shirley Temple because it is quite often
1: <laughs> <clears throat>
0: and it didn't bode well when you took your first drink and you didn't immediately know that this was a Shirley Temple-esque flavor.
1: James, you know me so, well. And that is a very astute point, yeah, but I have yeah. uh, 11 yeah. other craft sodas of very different flavors. Like I ordered a bunch of different flavors from a different <clears throat> I ordered a bunch of different flavors from a bunch of different <laughs> companies. Uh, so I'm going to pull one out randomly again for next time, the episode of Dinosaurs, which is...
2: Uh, going to be great.
1: Uh, gosh.
2: No, it's not. <laughs> you guys.
0: <laughs> uh, well,
1: it's just that stupid baby dinosaur.
0: Yeah, what does he say? Like, bam, bam? or No, he, he says, says, not the, not the mama. Not the mama? Oh, my it's the God. Schtick. And
2: I'm glad he's extinct. It's the same thing as Urkel. It's the same exact shtick. Except not funny. Oh, disagree. Disagree? That's the difference. No, I don't agree. By the way, I just looked up, you can get a soda gun for your home. Think about that.
1: Second Amendment, baby! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. Is it over yet?